Would you agree that, you know, it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. <laughs> well, guess what? It is Spirit Talk Friday with Mary. So welcome, Mary. Hey, Kim. <laughs> hey, everybody out there. Oh my gosh, I hope everybody is doing good and with all the chaos still going on and just, oh my gosh, it, it's mind boggling, you know, and trying to function and just get back to some kind of normalcy, you know, exactly. and it, it's funny, Mary, because, you know, when I'm trying to, you know, meditate and get some insight and whatnot. I start lately. I've been doing a lot of talking <laughs> and it's like, well, what about this? And what, you know, what's going on with that? You know, first with the, you know, the COVID and then, you know, now we got the Delta variant and then, you know, what's going on in, you know, the political aspect of things. And then you got the economic side of things. And then, you know, all this chaos, and it's like, how do we discern truth and what's truly going on? You know, sometimes we have to look inward. And then I was like, wow, this seems familiar. And, you know, me, I like going through history. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing a pattern. Yeah. I've seen, you know, cycles that keep repeating itself. And I'm like, why is this happening over and over and over again? Because <laughs> we're <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like, and I go to the spirit guides, hey, can you guys like step up or step in and, you know, sort of help us out here? <laughs> Well, like, you know, well, you have free will. <laughs> they will. They are. They always are. And, you know, we'll start with the with exactly what you said in the beginning was, you know, if you want the answers, you got to take time to go within, period. You know, as we start to notice things, you know, in fact, I was just reading something about that in this in this book. And it talks about, you know, it's a spiritual book. It's called The Infinite Way. And this is by Joel S. Goldsmith. But the part that I was reading just a little while ago talks about all through a day, our thoughts, you know, should be centered, even though they may be centered on our outer activities, making, you know, a living, providing, you know, all, all of these things. But the one, the one thing that should be constant before that is to, that, to go within that, that meditation or prayer time, whatever people like to call it. But there is something that happens that that voice that power that stillness it's like we got to quiet you got to take a few minutes if you can a couple times a day but at least once a day to quiet that 
go go within yourself and ask those questions and if you listen you'll start to receive the answers the trick is to that point too is that a lot once you start to do this you have to believe what you get you know a lot of people like to question in the beginning that's perfectly normal to question um but yeah talk you know talking about um becoming um let's see what it talks about our um, it is not natural then that at some time during the day or evening, we take time off to retire to our inner consciousness, which is um, the temple. You know, our inner consciousness can be worded in some of the spiritual books as the, that, the, the, the temple, you know, that's our consciousness. And that's where we can find the, you know, the, the answers by quieting the outer world. Um and I believe that. I know that from my own experience. And you know from your own experience. That's exactly where we get the guidance and stuff. And as far, you know, and I feel that um, the more that we train ourselves consistently to do that, the more powerful um, specific outcomes will be in our lives because we'll have the information, the actions to take, the thought to think, the word to say. But outside of that, we will know how to handle anything that's going on in the outside world we'll see the whole picture things become very clear that way right and you you mentioned just a, a moment ago about temples you know going back in history you know the even i would say about not just the egyptian times but in, in, even the the mayans and all these pyramids were considered Temples. temples and, and that's where they went to connect to inner it was very symbolic even how they positioned the pyramids so that sort of was like right. well that makes sense because they were so highly some of, majority of them were highly consciousness and then you had the i want to say classes even classes of you know there was a higher status than a middle status and a lower status but the higher class had access to be able to tap tap into that you know what they call it mystical experiences or you know connecting to what they called those i don't even know if you want to call it source but back in those times they described it in another way and there's writings on it and yeah exactly and then how times evolved and changed and i mean no one knows where the mayans went you know and then you get all the you know the greek acts um, then you got the Greeks. Then you got, you know, the, you know, I guess the, the, the Hebrews. And then you got the Christians. They took what the word temple really truly means and turned it into a whole new, like, it's like a, a mystery. It, it, yeah, it got, it got a little conception. Yeah. Right. It was just consciousness. And I, would you agree that's been part of our 
issue is a a, a, a fall, fall oh my gosh fall, i don't want to say false identity but i heard it today false falsity falsity because of the information that they took and changed it created more problems down the line yeah i mean it sounds it seems to me like absolutely you know as things got uh started to kind of twist and mold into something different and turn what happened was is that i feel that yes at, at, at some points over time that that understanding that consciousness where they understood whether they were going within or actually several of them going together into this temple now which is also we kind of know like you said by the way they're structured that's an energy vortex of itself so there's a lot of energy there's stuff going on but they're going in with the one mind with the all we're entering in with the one mind that consciousness they were going in for the one purpose the one mind okay to obtain or information or you know whatever they were trying to do but they understood that this was a powerful so what i think has happened over the years like you were just explaining is that humans especially the ego mind outside of that consciousness um tends to want to turn everything outside of itself so all of a sudden it became whatever they have become now temples can be places of of worship and stuff like that nothing wrong with that but it totally changed from an inner to an outer and i feel that humans are great at doing that when the ego mind comes in it takes something that's supposed to be a very one-minded and kind of centered or inner um experience which and and kind of turn it inside out or outside you know and, and reverse it and it's like well anything we do from the outside in you know it, it's kind of backwards is it's, it's got to be here and then out we even know this as metaphysicians and spiritualists and philosophers and things like that it's like it's scientists um you know we understand that you know it's it's through us our energy whether it's personal or collective and group um is what creates the outer experience so it makes sense and when we sit out here and, and and try to create with the outer experience hoping to have that inner change or effect um it's it's back you know we need to reverse that order everything here first and that one-mindedness the centerness the temple entering the temple for whatever reasons um but that's that's why i mean that's what i that's where i get a little you know where i get my clarity on like oh okay well that's one of the things that happened you know the ego mind whenever we have a mind that kind of separates whenever we have a mind outside of itself outside of the consciousness it sees things totally different so it reverses the, the order or the natural process and that's you know why, <laughs> why i think we can see you know history repeating itself not maybe in the ways we would like to see it i feel that that's also you know a part of why things you know can turn out chaotic or not how we had planned it's that kind of reverse consciousness order well and then you know i you know, looking at research and ancient civilization, you know, like I talked earlier, but there was, you know, from my understanding, I believe that there was other besides the Anunnaki, you know, pantheons. Um, you've got, you know, Inki, Enlil, um, you've got Thoth, 
Marduk, you know, those were the sons of Inki. And it's fascinating to me because even reading the history and then how human beings were created and then there was a couple uh, when from my understanding and what I gathered, and I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like when I started reading about this, I'm like, well, it sort of makes sense of how it, that energy from emotional energetic traumas. Now I understand how it was created because when they originally came down here from Nibiru, they already had, you know, protocols and Lords and Kings and stuff like that. So they come to earth stationed themselves like a military organization and then started with you know making homo sapiens which is human beings they took someone else's who was here first dna and then took some of their dna and they they were scientists they were so highly evolved i mean come on they came from a spaceship from another planet and managed to get here to earth <laughs> you know so, and then it's like, wow, I'm seeing this pattern even from that time frame going back. Mm -hmm. And then the constant, the, the war, like they were having wars against themselves, even stationed trying to conquer, you know, one, I guess back in, in these times, it's like states, like mm -hmm. how it is in the United States. It, it was like that in the far east but the the names have changed since then but all they want to do is conquer and divide and i'm like look what we're doing today <laughs> it's still everything is still you know eh. yeah. and, and i'm like okay so you guys created you know these human beings to be pr primitive workers for the gold the resources and all of that and then they started at first they weren't reproducing so they're like we got to go back to the drawing board because we're not noticing them you know reproducing we need the workers you know and then silly me i'm reading this i'm like well wait a minute when you first created these beings because apparently there were seven males seven female i'm like well were there babies at when you created them or were they like a clone like in um i want to say body snatchers where they were in this egg kind of looking thing and you know they came out and they were human beings you know like i visualized this stuff and i'm like well how did they how did you do it you know and then you had to take care of them you know and so then i go all right, I could see a pattern. I could see, like, I'm connecting the dots. And then, you know, there was, back in those times, there was 300 to 1,000, you know, Lords Kings. That's where they came. They, they came, or not Lords and Kings, gods and goddesses that were here in human form. You know, that's what they were called. But honestly, they were just aliens. Mm. They didn't know what we know today. They didn't have no knowledge, no understanding. They just thought these people from the sky are gods. Right, right, right. 
And God, you know, God, gods and goddesses. There's 300 to 1,000 of them. Ruling, taking place, appointing, you know, they were establishing a civilization. Mm. Then there were establishing a, uh, not only that, but culture, you know, mm. a society, you know, and then slowly, you know, worshiping. And all of that, I was like, wow, this is like really getting deep. This really goes far back to these times. And there is other books, other history that talks about timelines, you know, 95,000 BC, you know, uh, 36,000 BC. And when I get to those numbers, I'm like, are we going backwards? Or I'm, I get a little confused because they do go backwards in numbers. And I'm like, BC, AD, huh? Which one is it now? But I find this fascinating that there's so much. Granted, yes, I we see in history that 50%, and it's like, I think every 100 years, an event that takes place, they take 50% of the truth out. And they give you a little bit. Would you agree? Well, um. It sure seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I've ever really contemplated that or been asked that question. But when you're asking me, I'm like, well, it sure seems like that's the, that's what's happening. Um, but all the more reason it's important to find our own truth. You know, yes, because we spirituality is not inherited; it's discovered. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I feel that, you know, we take uh, over time, we've taken um, the words of other people, the words maybe out of books, stories, his, certain history books that have been passed down, our leader or tr trusted leaders, you know, things like that. And we take that word, you know, when our doctors and, you know, we still have the mentality of, oh, well, if they say it, it has to be true. Um, but you know, that, that kind of thinking has to stop. It's not that you can't trust, you know, leaders and things like that. It's just, you know, take take that and do that same thing. Go within. What does it sound true to me at my in my consciousness? Does it resonate? Is there any kind of truth? Or does it feel like it does not ring true to me at all? Then that's what you go by. That's the belief you have. You can do more research. You can dig in if it's something you really want more information on. Um, you know, so, yeah. So definitely, I say find but, find your own truth within with whatever's going on, or or investigate it with an open mind. Okay, I can understand as a teenager, but if you're a young child being brought up in whatever religion. You don't have that kind of common sense yet. No, you believe because we're recording everything and we're believing because it's an adult, you we're know, for guidance and we assume and expect that they will t always tell us the truth. Why would they not tell us, you know, things that are true? Absolutely. No, for our children, whether it's in their families, church, school, um, you know, all, all of the, all of these things, um, the child, yeah, I think that's where it comes. That's where we've really got to start breaking the cycle because if we don't, as individuals, we're passing that same old stuff down again. Now, maybe they'll be lucky and they'll grow up and they'll 
spiral out of some of it like we have and, and lots of people have um, and find their awakening. But why? It's unnecessary. You know, in conversations with God, God says you can, you, meaning Neil, meaning collectively, we have the power to stop all suffering now. We do. Stop all suffering. So the first thing we have to do is it on a personal level. Stop the suffering. Stop. We don't have to. We don't have to fall into the dramas. We don't have to go into the dark. You know, we can have these experiences, but it's, again, it's like, um, you know, you have the power. You know, we forget that we are these, we are these ener massive energy bodies moving through, you know, all this other energy. There's this massive energy awesomeness that we are. Then there's this consciousness that's just so big, bold, and amazing, extra extraordinary consciousness. That when we all have this, we bring ourselves down to about that. And then we buy into all this human experience. We're here to have the human experience, but we don't have, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, what it is, we can stop that suffering. We can stop it first in our own mind, ourselves, our own lives, becoming aware, and then passing that on to everybody, especially our children. Children, you know, uh, the Native American, um, older cultures and stuff, they, they believed in um, the children, raising the raising of the children. They understood that this was such an important process. And it was the elders that did a lot of the raising, you know, which was their elders were, you know, 60 and above were elders and did a lot more of the communal raising of the children because they already knew they had the wisdom. They, you know, so, so, and when they thought about any decisions, any major decisions that they had to be made for the tribe or for the whole, the whole, they planned at least at the very least seven generations out they said how will this affect the children seven generations out that was brought to the table it was discussed the best decisions were made at the time so but but again you're talking about you know th people and times where they were they they lived centered they knew that to be successful they had to go within there was something else greater going on than just the life experience outside of themselves you know, and so it does make it easier to um, do it that way. But, you know, for the average person walking around in, tw in 2021, that's not the case. And it certainly no. isn't as a, as a state, as a country, as a world. I mean, there's a lot more of it going on. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, that more and more people are tuning in and um, starting to kind of wake up or at least keep an open mind and do things and think things they hadn't thought before, but we've come a long way, but we've got still a lot way more to go. <laughs> we got a long way, a long way to go. But you mentioned about the, the, these, you know, these tribes and, you know, Native American and even indigenous. Yes. You know, and from back then, the world. in the yeah. Mayans, you know, some yeah. of, you know, what evidence and artifacts that, you know, have been left behind, not just the Mayans, but there were so many others and you mentioned about conversations with God. Mm -hmm. And I recall, you know, when he talked about sex <laughs> and, you know, highly evolved beings. And he, I remember him stating something to him back and you could cor correct me if I'm wrong, 
but he's like enjoy and explore sex and you know that's a beautiful gift that i've given you as uh you know creators and yeah. he's like well what about you know that having children there's so many people having children and you know the abortions and all this and he's like well then you have the power to change that yes. it's not that and it's your parents fault for yep. not you know explaining or telling right. but there is highly evolved beings that on it he he asked me something about well what is the the age to have children and and god said 40 to 50. yes the and then the young ones if they do have kids the elders right do the main raising. raise them You're so right. I, and, and i was like wow that makes sense and, and god even emphasized he goes because you haven't experienced enough in life why would you want to have kids at 18 years you're still a kid and right. it's your parents and their parents that taught this from the beginning right you know and this and these youngers all all love and full of life and wanting this sexual experience and wanting to have kids and they are perfectly equipped to do that but they haven't they don't it's not they're not, they can't raise the child yeah a child can't raise a child yeah. and he it's goes that's why when you're 40 50 you you're ready to have guide. children right and they're talking about the elders should always be the ones that guide and do most of the doesn't mean that we have to in our t today's society or that the bearers of the children, the, you know, don't aren't a part. Of course, they're a living part of it. But as the the wisdom, the 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 real teaching, comes from those who have already experienced life and found, you know, found these truths and know how to, you know, pass yep. these things down. You nailed it. Has already found the truth, not on yes. a religion aspect. Yes are traditional or you know the the beliefs and the programmings from they they just know now like oh my gosh i wish i would have yeah. you know now i understand exactly you know? and because exactly. i'm like do you think i would let my you know i don't think i want my kids to you know be with my you know grandparents because because well, in these look times, at, but, well, but <laughs> and you know what i mean well no true because it's not like okay we can sit there and go well there's no way in hell i'd let my you know it's like a lot of us turn after that statement and be like uh-uh you don't know my parents or my grandparents and true now i'm not saying that people who never found it or were able to live healthy at all in this lifetime well they probably don't have a whole lot of that to offer any kind of younger generation and that's okay you know definitely back in those days it was it was definitely it was it was more different so what we're dealing with is a prolonged effect that continues to happen of old false identities beliefs systems that have been programmed and given and passed down for so long that now we have to undo it so probably there's probably plenty of awesome people we would consider elders that we would love for them to pass down information to our our younger ones um but it will be people like ourselves that you know become elders and mm -hmm. I, I want that 
Oh, give <laughs> I mean, me I, I want to. I want to be that for the generations to come. I want to be able to um, be that person that says, my gosh, here, take this little child. Go sit down and talk to that old lady over there. You might learn something. You know, I hope it's all going to be from here, you know, and my, you know, the, my, children's my, journey, my journey of being human and finding the consciousness and learning how to be both in this body and in this world you know how 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 do we bridge the gap you know when we come in knowing and then we don't know maybe because of human life experiences and that process and then we do know because we kind of find it again and here we are and it's like oh my goodness <laughs> well it's just like remembering we're actually remembering that's who it who we are that's it that's it. And when big, you know, when, when big things happen um, that are seen are seemingly very uncomfortable, it is most of the time those things cause us to go back and remember. They cause us a little awakening or they cause us to look within. It causes us to go to um, things or places or people that we otherwise would have probably had a closed mind to. But you notice how when things get really bad or difficult, we get to the point where we're like, oh, I'm willing to do anything, you know, and then it's then, you know, it's like, oh, wow, was that really that bad? You know, in retrospect, you know, it may have sucked, but it's kind of like the soul giving you like a little tough love. Like you didn't get the memo. I really know what's going on. If you just follow the direction. I love it. You know? And it's like, why? I don't want to follow that. I, I, I can go over here. Send, send you, you know, like a fax. Yeah. It wasn't receiving. It's, right, right. Because and that's why we need to go within. So we always get that. We're staying connected as much as possible. We're getting all the information, the memos and emails as they should come in. Um, you know, but when we're not doing that, that's when we, you know, that we'll get our own little wake up calls, you know, for the people who are stuck in maybe still reaching out to new spiritual perspectives, but still kind of caught up in the old lingering mindset of mm -hmm. religion or upbringings. You know, I would, yeah, I mean, I would just, you know, say to them the same thing it's like you know just a little at a time you know just just start trusting your own you know go within and trust your own experience ask the questions yeah question yeah exactly and, and i learned that from dr joe vitelli he was the first like i guess spiritual mentor when i was going through my own like i i got to a point where it was like if this is all there is to life, I don't want to be here. If the grass is greener on the other side, you better fucking show me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or else. Or because, else. And I just like, I was having a, actually, it feels like I had an argument with my ego. Oh, I, most of the time it and is. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Is this what it's going to be like here on earth? I don't want to be here. And I don't want my kids being here either. Like this yeah. is bullshit, you know? And I'm like, and I've read all this stuff and been to all these churches and did all this. And I'm like, right. It did. It never felt right or real or authentic. Yeah. And the first thing that's that's what, actually what I was struggling, even as a kid, when I questioned things and then because we're taught to don't disrespect, honor yes. and obey the parents. Right. 
yeah, with your elders know what they're talking about. This is the word of God and all this other stuff. When you get, it's like being brainwashed. It is. It is. And, and, and especially as, as young children, when we're hearing these things, but it doesn't resonate, it's just not making sense. Um, it's again, it's not making sense. And this is where, this is where it kind of gets, uh, critical in the parenting there is because, um, you know, we, we're, we don't want, you don't want to pass down these things to the, to our youth, you know, when the don't, don't take first thing you got to realize is that most people, you know, are, are living in this old stuff. And it's like, you don't want to pass that down. You know, if we want to change it, you got to change it now allow the children to ask the questions even if it goes against your personal belief i feel you know raising children is such a is so inc and so incredible but again if you're if you be still if you just kind of really listen if you get out of this and kind of into your energy you kind of get into this you know how this you're feeling place, your, your the, consciousness the, right yourself it's like if you step back and look it's like, wow, just allow them, allow them to explore. Children love to ask questions. Their minds are they're so inquisitive. They want to know. They don't know. They're coming into this brand new. And everything we give to them is all they know. But again, there are these amazing beings. They may look like a small little child, but they're more than that. They just don't know. They're just learning how to do it in, in a human form. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and they're going to want to know. And like you said, it didn't certain things never felt like they made sense or connected as far as religion or what had been handed down to your parents from their parents and stuff like that. And so I think it's very important to listen, let them ask the questions. And if you don't know the answer, tell them, I don't know. But, you know, maybe we can find out together. Let's explore, you know, even in this country, you know, or I'm not just saying in this country, but let's just say, for instance, uh, that's only been my experience. I haven't ever lived out of this country, so I really have nothing to compare it to. But like if we were to go into the library and look up, get books on history, we're going to get books on history. Lots of it. But from whose angle? From the United States from the people from it'll be from this one so even that what if i went around the world somewhere else and grabbed a history book out of the library on whatever it's probably going to tell the story a little bit differently see it, it's just you know we let explore let them explore the whole picture let them get the whole box of crayons out and find what ones you know they they like and start from there yeah when my daughter started asking me questions you know because of what they were experiencing and i knew of it because of some of my own personal experiences that's when i'm like i'm not going to you know force you into what well, because i was actually transitioning from but it was my daughters didn't really have any friends mm. So it was certain small group of friends would be at some of the churches. And that's where I was like, just play, just, right. you, know, you know, see, pay attention to what's being said, learn, you know, certain aspects, right. Learn what sits well with you. What doesn't sit well with you question it. You right. know, so it, that was hard 
But then the more of the other stuff that they asked me, I'm like, well, let's do some research on it. Yeah, exactly. Let's find out. You know, so I'm like, well, that's interesting because I remember such and such, such and such. And, you know, I started reading more books and I started explaining to them what I read from the book. And I think that's where, you know, it started. Yeah. But then I got to the point you guys are getting. And the one thing I can honestly say is I got, I guess, backlashes for telling my kids the truth about Santa <laughs> and the Easter bunny and the tooth fairy. Because I'm like, they get to a certain age when they start questioning about those things. Be honest with them because that's where you open yourself to if you can lie to them on those things right there, right? you lose the trust in your kids to, later on. They won't trust you. Exactly. And I, I, I think that has to be, you know, some of that aspect has to, like when your kid starts questioning, you need to sit down and say, you know what? I've told them for the longest time that the spirit of santa claus and then i gave the history of where it originated and how in times you know in changing and evolving it got to this what it is now right but the spirit of giving and joy and you know decorating and whatnot it's what you take and right. put into your own that's right you know yeah. and, and and I'm like, I don't, I couldn't tell you about the Easter Bunny. I don't even know how that got started, but I know there was something about the eggs being fertile and there was a ritual kind of thing. So women would get pregnant. I don't know where the bunny came in, but you know, bring, I, you know, I, who, I don't know. I've never really been really done any research, but yeah, symbolically to different religious approaches from around, you can see how bits and pieces kind of intertwine to that story. Um, yeah, we're funny. Who knows about humans the Humans are funny. That, that's oh, just yeah. like... Aren't humans funny? <laughs> I'm like... Or, 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 or so funny. But I will tell you, you know, but it's it's true, you know, it's like when I was raising my children, now I'm just out here as a guide. I mostly saw myself as a guide. You know, I there came a, a point um, when my kids were little. I'm so... This one of the things I'm very, very grateful for. Um, I did have the ability or the most awesome experience in raising my kids that I was growing fast, really fast in my own uh, consciousness and awareness and spiritual journey while they were small. And one of the greatest benefits, and it was so interesting watching my, my mind almost separate, like you said, the ego mind to the regular mind, there, as I would start to become aware and I and and as I would you know use my own mind, my own energy, my consciousness, but I would become very start to become very aware of the way I was parenting, because I started to watch if I stood back and observed the process, observed myself, their behaviors. I started to watch. I stood back and I was observing, you know, day to day interaction and the way I reacted. And so I started to see there how many times I would feel. A way to approach a situation and i would immediately go but deny that 
and go back with what was given to me as the proper way to handle it. Once I started to see that, I was just overjoyed because then I could start to change it. I said, it took a couple times, but then I got the courage. I'm like, no, you're going to throw that out. And what sits and feels right here, how to approach you. I was being given and guided that whether it's my own soul, God, spirit guides, whatever you want to call it, there was an inner guidance in me that was showing me the exact and proper way to talk, raise, teach those particular souls that I was in charge of guiding. And it became so amazing. Now, there was a lot of points of ridicule and um, misunderstanding. A lot of people couldn't understand the way that I parented or raised or interacted. But then there was a lot of people that that were more aware or observant that loved it. They couldn't believe it. You know, oh my gosh, I would have never thought of it that way, which sparked awareness and helped them in their parenting. Um, but what a difference, what a difference it was because um, what happened within myself that I noticed that was super cool was that I noticed at first I was denying what was coming up as my truth on how to do this. And I would go back to the old approach. Well, no, that deny that this is what this is what's been taught to me. And this is the way that I'm supposed to handle it, you know. And so I started to stop. I started to stop and I started to say, no, this is how if this is what I'm feeling, seeing, being guided, this feels right. I don't care if nobody else in this world has ever done it before. I'm doing it. And the more I started to do that, I watched everything change. My whole world changed. The children's world changed. Like the whole, you know, so it it was just such a such a cool process. And it was such an awesome awareness during this time frame of a uh, maybe a year, six months to a year when it was really becoming aware and clear and I'm making these changes. And I couldn't believe it. It's one of those things where you feel like, finally a light switch or you won the lottery you're just like oh my god this is how you know and so from then on from that point i relied mainly i would still fall back here and there who doesn't you know um but mostly and most of the time i stayed connected i would go to what i felt and, and not go back to the old stuff and i would go to what was my consciousness and telling me what was I feeling at that moment. And it ended up being like amazing. I'm not saying they don't have hard times. I know that raising children and, uh, and maintaining a household and making a living, you know, those are, those can be, you know, fun, but very challenging, you know, especially for some of us who have done it on our own with, you know, single parents, you know, it's, it's not the easiest journey but it's a journey and it can be very sacred and sacred meaning again, that temple, it can be very different than what it is for a lot of people. But again, it goes back to kind of just everything we were talking about, you know, the responsibility, which is actually liberating and freedom is when we understand it ourselves and we can offer that we trust it and we come to believe in it and we rely upon that power. Our you know, that power, which we are, um, to do the work rather than that brainwashed intellect, human ego mind that we're so used to, uh, falling back on for guidance and truth. And everyone has access and capabilities of tapping in and connecting to that. We all have it. 
We all have it. I'm telling you, you know, I, I love my gifts. I love, and I don't know, I, I don't even know if that's the proper word. I don't know if there's a proper word for it. I love that I am intuitively, psychically, clear, all the clairvoyance and clairaudience media. Oh, I'm so sensitive and I understand energy. So, you know, that's like my, one of my gifts, if you will, but we all have it. All of us, we all came from that same body, that, that energy where we all have it. It's just a matter of tapping into it. Um, maybe I do have the ability to see it and maintain it and tap in on a different level, more easier than some people, but it doesn't mean that we don't all have it. We all have it. We all have intuition. We all have that sixth sense. The sixth sense is just realizing that there's so much more real than what we can touch with our five senses. And even with the, the logical mind, it's that gets its information. You know, through you have to go to nonsense to get, you know, from the subconscious that has been programmed, even while in the womb. Yeah. From the energy of what was going on in the womb from mother. Exactly. Then child comes in and it's a soul taking its first breath and then it doesn't know anything. I know. <laughs> so now I look at babies as little souls and I, I cry for them. I'm like, oh, God, help you, God. You know, bless you, God. You know, bless you, being. Bless you, soul. You know, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I just like, you know, and then now it's like total opposite when somebody dies. I'm like, wow, they made it home. They went back yeah. home. They were ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And then I cry at a birth now. And I, I know there was a, a scripture that said, I think Jesus supposedly, you know, because this is coming from a third source, not Jesus right. from his autobiography, um, said, you know, cry when a, a child's born, but celebrate when someone dies. Now I get it. Right. Because I'm like, you got to start over. <laughs> what were you thinking? Oh, Lord. You know? <laughs> right. You know, it, it is. You know, because it, it talks about, you know, in conversations with God, it talks about it sometimes, you know, because our souls, who we are outside of this body, outside of this experience, is so great. And we know our greatness. We know our capabilities. So when we come in to a, a place where it can be like being human, which can be um, it's much smaller, denser. You know, we just, it's like, oh, we forget all that greatness so that we can have this experience. <laughs> but it's like, oh my goodness. Um, it, life can be, it can be amazing. But the thing is, is like you were talking about the trauma, first death, life and death. Yeah, what we call life and death, birth and, and dying. It is, it is the opposite. You know, I feel we need midwives at both. We need them at the birth and we need them at the death. You know, we need people who are, um, who understand the process, the beauty of the process that are going to hold it quiet, no drama, sacred, healing, loving. First, when you come in and it should be the exact same on your, on your way out. If on your way out. Right. If possible. You know, I mean, obviously accidents happen. You can't be there for every passing, but you could still hold that, that energy. You can hold that mindset. We can, we can bring that to life. Now, 
um, as far as, again, an inner truth, you know, it, I would never say this in the wrong context that people, you know, who have lost children or have lost parents young or things like that. It's not to minimize that it's heartbreaking. You know, we're still here to have the human experience. And a lot of times we don't understand and, and that's okay. You know, it's okay. You find your way, you find your healing, you, you know, and, and you move on, but for an overall and a deeper spiritual talk, absolutely. There's no tragedy in, in, in the soul does not see this thing as dying, what we call dying, which is just another passage in life. The soul, wants, it. The soul leaves it's the body and when the soul leaves the body. And I believe it's that, you know, in a soul level in our soul form, you know, when you talk about, you know, soul contract and in the Kashic records and whatnot, or the book about everything you know, it, from our past lives to to our present now. Right. And with others, we're just souls in a human form. And when, you know, uh, especially a young kid or, an, you know, uh, a, a, a teenage child, sibling, loved one, uh, in a tragic way, it's, it just that's how they chose to leave yeah and exactly and and then you know a lot of times you know there is it is grievous i mean think about anything that we grieve as humans or any kind of ending there's whether it's subtle and tiny whether you know or or large to you know unexpectedly losing a family member or something like that to oh I'm, I just moved out of the house I lived in for 10 years. I loved it. Or making little changes or relationships. You know, there's always a little grief process. There's a process of an ending of allowing that space of that to go. That is no longer with me. I will never probably have that exact same experience again. You're going to feel a sense of loss, whether it's for a minute or for a lifetime, you know. But it's, but um, I think still just having, you know, allowing those experiences first of all um all of our little endings prepare us for larger endings i believe that and beginnings too you know there's you can't have an ending without a beginning there you know they're both they're like right here as soon as something ends something new is beginning um and um you know so we we can as humans get easier how am i going to show up or how am i going to experience this process now you know and each time maybe we'll get a little better we get a little better. Maybe it is at first, maybe that relationship or losing a job or moving on to seek out a new, another dream and letting go of the old that you're is familiar. And you're like, Oh God, I can't believe I just did this, but you know, so, but I feel that even the smaller ones, they, they get us prepared for larger, you know, turning 18. Wow. These kids, you know, wow, I'm an adult, you know, and it's like, Whoa, wow, these and you know, some of these older cultures again, and I think something that could be brought back and be very useful if done properly are understanding these rites of passage and teaching, really integrating these in our own lives. And then, um, people we work with our children, um, these rites of passages were set up to allow exactly that the experience of the joy of leaving one space of who you are or what you were familiar with but your but the opportunity and what's gonna you're gonna come with this new phase of your life 
Um, I think psychologically, spiritually, and emotionally, these are these are really awesome tools, and they mostly have been forgotten or washed down or warped again into an outer experience of the ego kind of mind and have lost. If there are still any left, a lot of them are kind of lost or very watered down. But um, tradition, you know, older and traditional ways of rites of passage were so common in, like you said, the indigenous countries and tribes and clans. This was something, and it probably even, even going up earlier than that. I mean, um, you know, I think we kept some of these sacred rituals and ceremonies, but they, they the were shamans. Right. They weren't just, I'm going to do this because it feels good and it's spiritually, you know, whatever. No, there was a whole purpose. You know, they could see this was going to, when done correctly and put together, right, this was really going to change, you know, this is going to show and guide them. It's going to make them okay with the ending and the beginning. And then another phase, you're going to, we're going to end this and all the elders are going to be there, all your youth at this age we're all gonna we're gonna end this so that we can begin to this next phase you know so in that manner i think it does prepare people for their endings and beginnings endings and beginnings starting new um stuff like that i think it's a valuable tool that got lost or very watered down uh you know over time and i think it, i would love to see some of that come back into um you know mainstream or like if they were to say, you know, spiritual groups or churches or practices, whatever people are into these days. But um, again, though, with the wisdom, the going within, do our work first. Look, if we can't do it, our work for ourselves first, we have no business trying to tell somebody else how to do it. I mean, we can do it along with people. I mean, we do learn and grow that way. But it's going to be pointless for me to say anything if I haven't, you know, even got myself. How am I going to help? you figure something out if I can't haven't even helped myself figure it out you know so right. always always I feel the clear message is is that we have to we have to take first it, it is cool you think about it and I think who oh Michael Murdad uh, a spiritual teacher that um was in my life very in my very young on my spiritual journey but he said it like this and I never forgot it because it made as soon as he said these words it made total sense the, the, the order of things. First, God, especially he was talking, I think, more about relationships and love, but I use it for everything. Proper order of a relationship should, or doing things should be God, self, and then others. I'm not afraid to use the word God. Everybody by now should know that it means whatever your understanding of that is. <laughs> However, understanding who and what we are, that power, that source, that connection, there's our consciousness again, that power source that we are, that's who we are. Then ourselves again, taking that love, that that responsibility, bring it back to ourselves. How you know? Do I am I take you know? Am I doing these things for myself? Am I healing myself? Am I loving myself? Am I working things out? Am I change shifting? You know, do it for yourself first. If you don't, if you can't manage that, you certainly can't manage you know sharing anything with anybody else. Yes, you know, and I think say that. You can't, give something you don't have well yeah here let me let me try to give you a, a a brilliant painting well i don't have it how am i supposed to gift you here here's my gift to you but i don't have it you know i have to have these things within myself and it's not you know and i feel my journey in finding all that has been glorious and wonderful like it 
because um, it's so freeing. If you want freedom, go take a trip with yourself. You know, seriously, go in, look at everything. Don't, don't, don't cry. You know, okay, cry about it if you want, but you can look at things and you can say, oh, wow. You know, well, find out what they are. Take anything that doesn't work and if you either turn it into an asset of love in your life or go ahead and say, you know what, I really don't need that anymore. That was great. It's, you know, but let's, let's get rid of that and make room for more of who I am or what I want to see. Or realize like a self-realization of, wow, oh my God, I experienced this and I, I just don't like this experience. I want, I don't want this experience anymore, you know, and then, okay, how can I change this experience to a better experience? Yes. Yes. And a lot of times that's how we find out and it makes it easier to move into what we do want or what we want to see or feel or experience is by when we start looking in, a lot of times you're going to find the things that you don't necessarily want. But it's, it's a nice way of finding out what you do want is to start with realizing what you don't like or want anymore. And it's like, wow, I've been running around unconsciously knowing, not knowing that I didn't like half the shit in my life. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, what was I don't really like that. I don't really like <laughs> you. I really just never saw myself and supposed to be here at this, you know. So then you can make those changes. You can say, you know what? Wow. All of a sudden. I've been living in darkness, <laughs> totally unaware that I was mm -hmm. unaware, <laughs> you know, that I was wow. living with most things that I disliked or didn't necessarily have a use for in my life or serving me. Yeah. You know. And I think that's just the journey in, in you know, the adventure in life is, is. how else are you going to gain knowledge and wisdom unless you don't experience what is you know, good or not good for you. Exactly. You know, uh, other people's experience is different than our own. Like what yours is, what mine is. But we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. It's true. Now it's true. Definitely. You know, our experiences. Experience, in my opinion, is the greatest teacher. Because if you haven't experienced it, now there is that knowing, that inner knowing is is very real. Um, I do believe, you know, I, I, I learn from people who have gone before me. Sometimes I don't have to have the experience. I can hear, read, or talk to, or say, okay, that feels so real to me. I don't even have to question it. I know that's true, you know, but for, but for the main, but from the bulk of it experience, it's what we experience. And, you know, and, and, you know, when people, you know, just don't, you know, stop denying who we are, stop denying your own experience to stay locked in someone else's truth or mindset. You know, well, we don't I'm even glad come up, came up with those truths, you know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. That's a whole nother, you know, we'll talk about that <laughs> on a next yeah. Friday. Let's start making a I'm list. So I know. I love this. <laughs> Friday, you're talking advice. And like in wrapping this up, you know, if there's anyone that is experiencing something that they really don't know where to go to, you know, get advice, you know, please, 
DM me on Instagram, Wake Up With KC, or you can email me at wakeupwithkc at gmail.com. And I'll put it on next Friday's episode. And I don't have to, you know, just, you know, candy from Kansas. Uh, we'd like to know this is what she's experienced. And we can, we can like channel and get insight to help you have a better understanding. And that's why I started this for Fridays to help people like you, especially if you're younger and you're starting to experience things that you don't know if you can, you know, share with your parents, if they're not on that, you know, if they're not on that or have knowledge and wisdom and experience of going through what we've been through um, and you're starting to experience things, reach out to us. We're here to help. We are guides. And oh, absolutely. Them. Absolutely. And, and, and yeah, if they want, you know, and, and being that you can, Kim, Kim is, um, is, is extremely intuitive. She's consciously aware. She's spiritual. I am as well. Um, we're, I don't know if you call it, I, call, I, I am a psychic. I am a medium. I have all the clairs. I work with energy. I, I don't know how else to explain it, to put it into words. I'll just say this. Yes, it, reach out to Kim if you have questions, if there's something you need, um, uh, yeah, if it's something you need intuitively answered, um, allow us to be, allow us to be that channel for you, to be the medium for you and offering you this guidance and help. And there'll come a point when you have a nice solid foundation, you can, you'll be able to sort some of this out and, and have your own experiences with, with some of your own gifts and stuff. But in the meantime, I know I'm available. And so getting a hold of you, yeah, we'll read them out loud. We will answer them on the show. Any topic, question, things that you feel that um, you really want some guidance on or just to hear spoke about, get some other ideas and conscious opinions on and not even opinions, but conscious connection on, that's a better word. Um, that's what we're here for. That's the show. And yes, and uh, Mary is very good. I mean, seeing, hearing, and she's also a certified hypnosis therapist. Yes. And she could even help you even remotely through oh. hypnotherapy if if there's something that need, we need to tap into to get to the subconscious to reveal something, that's her specialty. That's her expertise. And oh, yeah, she absolutely. is amazing at that. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> firsthand, firsthand, Kim's had several sessions. Um, you, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's transformational, multidimensional, um, this, and, and, and clinical. You know, it doesn't really matter. I, I, I prefer and always anything in my life has is spiritual attached to it because that's what's happening in my life. So, <laughs> um, it's the energy and this, and, and the spirit behind it. Um, so when using the hypnosis, you know, keep definitely keeping an open mind. I'd like to treat the everyone as a spirit, mind and body. Um, but it's add on, and add on to that. I look at it as, you tap into the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind that is. holds answers and truth. And like being, you know, I'm con consciously awake, and I've came to you as like I'm struggling with this. I can't figure this out. Why does yes. this keep happening? Or, you know, I, I don't understand how I can't 
you know, get a job or why is the, the finances keep going to this level and, you know, things like that, even in relationships, like am oh, I attracting or what's going on that's programmed in my subconscious that I'm not aware of. Yes, and that's why I went to you because I knew there was something that I wasn't yes. catching. That's right. Because the sub, whatever, a, a lot of times subconsciously, <clears throat> the, it's, again, that's that's held in the subconscious. So um, consciously, a lot of times, like him just explained, we'll hit, we may hit roadblocks and or walls. Like we'll get to a certain point where we're like, oh, why? I can't seem to break this less or get through this thing. And it's because it's, it's, it's hidden in the subconscious. So subconsciously, there's stuff there. Um, now, so all the information is there. So by being able to, it's hard. You can, it's very difficult to try to get to the subconscious through the conscious. It's very difficult. It's, you know, that's, there's so many easier ways to do it. And the best way to access the, the easiest and best and powerful way that I have found to access it is through hypnosis. Um, you can do it through meditation and stuff like that. But when it comes to bigger things, I would definitely say find somebody that, you know, you definitely want to get somebody that can work that understands and has the tools to get you to that place where you can bypass the conscious mind goes, just go straight to the subconscious. The answers are there. It's what's been recording everything about you since the beginning of you, depending on how much of you, you believe <laughs> it could have been you a million might. lives, one life. If you believe that this is the only life you have, it doesn't matter. That's fine because it, everything about you, every feeling, every emotion, every thought, everything is stored in the subconscious. It doesn't go away. You can't hit the delete on that. You can go back right. and gather the information. You can change. You can, you know you can definitely change things, but you can't wipe the subconscious. You know it's not like there's nothing there. Everything's there. Um, there's a and it feels amazing. If you've never been to a hypnotist, I don't care for any reason. If you walked into, I don't know about all hypnotists, but I will say hypnosis feels amazing. You're never going to be as relaxed as you are when you go into hypnosis. When you come out, you just feel amazing it's such a good feeling because to get that relaxed oh yeah and and, and it's a saying is sometimes we get in our own way yeah we do we do and yeah. i'm like i want to get out of my own way so i need some help and there's some times yeah. where i call you and i'm like let's have a session, let's do a, session. Or, or then yeah. a lot of times now it's okay I'm feeling some things going on and we need to, I feel like we need to channel and then we record it and then we find out what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. We've done several record. Yeah. Several times. Some of them have been wild. Like, holy <laughs> shit, did that just happen? Oh, we did. Yeah. Man, get, get involved. This topic, talk about becoming supernatural. When you start getting into, uh, you know, energy and all this it becomes very supernatural think about that word supernatural beings mm -hmm. and uh yeah some amazing stuff hap definitely happens um, i look forward to more of these fridays because i have a feeling something's going to blossom and other great amazing things and experiences are going to happen just oh, we already know. We already know. We already know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I don't want to be a spoiler alert or anything, but yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, Mary, it was a pleasure. I look forward to next Friday, and we're 
it's going to be exciting and amazing. And it's just always an honor and a pleasure to be in your presence and connect with you energetically. I love it. And I'm so happy and grateful to have the opportunity to be doing these uh, Friday spiritual talks with you. This is amazing. And there's more amazing things to come. I just know it. Yeah, I feel it. I'm getting goosebumps and I'm getting hit. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> What's really funny is pre-show, when we're on camera before we go in to go live, I'll be thinking a thought and Kim will get hit. And yep. I'm like, I didn't even say it. I was just thinking <laughs> and about something we could talk about on the show. <laughs> He's getting struck by lightning over here zapping and... I said, well, I was just thinking and it happens all the time. I'll think it and she'll start getting hit. And I haven't even had a chance to say it. Like even it hasn't even come out of my mouth. I'm like, oh, here we go. And that's how I connected to my gift. Yes. It's yes. like truth alert, truth alert, or you're speaking energy truth that resonates yes. with the spirit. And that's yes, what I do. That's my gift. One of them. Yeah. One of them for Kim, yeah. I don't know if you have if you've ever told anybody on the show, but one of her gifts is just that. It's like she experiences these massive amounts of energy that just kind of come in like a lightning bolt. That's why we call it getting hit, like a lightning bolt into her body and a consciousness. Like everything about her just like gets hit, and um, it's cool. We can laugh about it. We can laugh about it now. There were times oh, yeah. in the beginning when she didn't understand, and it was. It wasn't as funny because she was, I remember you coming over to the office one time and you, and you had gotten hit and you were, they were talking about it where we were trying to figure it out. You're like, I don't know what's happening to me, but, and, and I was reading on it. We we're tapping in and you're like, because it happens when I'm driving. It just happened when I'm driving and I'm trying to hold on to the steering wheel. And I'm like, okay, hold on. We're going to sit down. We're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to, I'm going to read you. We're going to find out what's going on. But that was it. And you, oh my God! I getting you getting hit, yeah, and figuring out what does that mean? Why do this? And that, yeah, led to and the longest time. Kim Chesney. Whenever I hear, I, I it would start happening. I'm like, what the fuck is it with Kimmy Chesney? You know, like, huh? <laughs> All of a sudden, she's getting hit. Hot. But she's that's not my soulmate, is it? Like, really? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, why is it whenever I hear his songs and it's like one note, two notes, bam, I'm getting hit. I'm like, oh my God, really? I know. I know. Well, we're it's able changed so much now. And then now I'm speaking languages and I have no clue what I'm saying at the moment. It'll but I feel like there, there, there's a transitioning yeah. happening to where I will be able to. It's, it is a process. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that. I, I it Because I'm getting hit at the same time when I'm channeling. So it's a little... Yeah, as I like it to be. Yes, exactly. It's like well, electricity even, going through my body, and I'm trying to speak a language. No, I know. Oh my gosh! And then there's times when, when we're together, and you are getting, you're speaking, or you go into that trance, and all the languages come out. Yeah, and there's times when she'll be, she'll be speaking, and I'm getting hit because all of a sudden. I don't know how I'm understanding 
it's like as they're bringing it through her i am getting the information so we don't understand the language half the time we don't know where the what language it is but there's a knowing it's like a, we understand what's well you're channeling so you don't really even remember some some of it sometimes it comes through so no. hard and fast i when i feel some of the times when i've sat with kim and it happens all of a sudden i'm trying to translate because as she's speaking it it's not i don't know if i guess i'm just spiritually or psychically translating it but I, i'm understanding what's being said and then i have to try to tell it back to kim it's, it's funny. a difficult, funny process <laughs> but it but makes so sense the, the energy and the information comes so fast i have to slow it down to process it to get it out by the time i get it out i'm like wait they just read like three pages in like like 30, 16 seconds and i have them trying to like get it out and translate it yeah it's fascinating. It's wild. It's, it's crazy, but I love it. I know. Yeah. Then I have to like, can I get a timeout now? <laughs> because my body. Because <laughs> yes, having to be this. this so this conductor of energy. <laughs> she needs a break. No yeah. more hits. At least yeah. for an hour. Could you give me an hour? Oh my God. I remember when I uh, told you about. I called you. I'm like, please call me back. It's important. It's important. <laughs> that and was, it was a, it was a, I was, I was having, it was a Wednesday. And I reached this orgasm. That oh, that was that on a whole nother level. And I was freaking out. So having this out of body experience. She was like, had this heightened spiritual out of body experience. <laughs> oh my God. I called you right away the next day. Yes. I was like, you're not gonna believe what fucking happened to me. What does this mean? What's happening? What's happening? I'm like, well, uh, you know, you obviously opened some awesome portal through yourself. Having an orgasm. Having an orgasm. Well, there's something it to be said about orgasm. that. Actually, but actually, there's something that that's another topic. There's something to be said about that. Think about it. At that Let's moment, have it. Wait, let's stop. Let's oh. talk about it next Friday. Okay, remember where we left off. Or oh, take a little note. I don't, I well, that, don't have a problem not, with that. Not just sex, but we were right. We just left your first out-of-body awesome experience with the orgasm. We are moving into the energy and power of an orgasm. What is that? Uh -huh. Obviously, yeah, there's something so very powerful has, happening. Everybody has to tune in next you out Friday. Of your body. <laughs> next Friday, next Friday. <laughs> Next Friday, Mary. We're starting, start. <laughs> we're starting oh this topic with the most wonderful, amazing energy. Of yeah. Oh, I can't wait. One of the greatest we're, we, human we're, experiences possible. <laughs> Two, sex and orgasm. Yeah, and that's synergistic energy exchange at a whole nother level. So we're going to talk about it more. So thanks everybody for joining us today. Hey, tune in next Friday. It's going to be juicy. It's going to get hot in here.
do you agree that, you know, it's time that we all wake up and take responsibility, even for our ancestors that did not know any better? I've been waiting patiently to have this kind of conversation. 